another episode of Polar Opposites. I'm Justin. And I'm Nikki. And if you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing at this point. Yeah, hit that button. <laughs> it's really easy. Yeah, leave us a review. But this week is a good week. We are joined by our guest, Ukiro. What's up? How far? What's in happen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have a, a few topics that we'd like to discuss. But first of all, how was your week this week, Nikki? My week was... It was pretty good. It was a little stressful, but it went by pretty fast. Yeah. So not bad, not bad. My week was pretty stressful, so it started off on a bad note, or it kind of ended on a bad note. So my bike got stolen this week, and I've oh, had... Yeah, that was this week. <laughs> yeah, my bike, I've had it for uh, almost two semesters now, and I park it in the same place every day, and then when I came back after class to get my bike... It was gone. So at first I thought, like, it's one of those times where your mind is playing tricks on you, where your bike is in front of you, but you just don't see it. Yeah. So I was staring at the bike rack, looking for my bike, going from bike to bike. And I was like, I don't see my bike here. And I started getting angry. I was like, who would steal my bike? I was pissed off. But I should have known because you've been telling me to get a U-lock. And I... Yeah. I, <laughs> well, you, you had he chain. doesn't have a U-lock. That's chain why lock. I told him when he first got it, you need mm-hmm. to get a U-lock because it's going to get stolen. I didn't listen to Nikki and it got stolen. So after my class that day, me and Nikki were planning on editing an episode. So to get to where Nikki was, I had to walk where I usually don't walk. So I was as I was walking to Nikki, still angry that my bike was stolen, out of the corner of my eye, I look at a bike rack to my left and i'm like wait is that my bike and then i look and see the code and everything it's dirty the way my bike is dirty like i'm like this is my bike so i go over to the lock and the person that stole my bike changed the combination on my lock Jesus. yeah and this pissed me off so i there was somebody else that was getting their bike off the bike rack and i called nikki to tell nikki that my bike was stolen and i found it and that they changed my combination so the dude was like hey you can just call utpd and they'll take care of everything and then i was like thank you i, I appreciate it so after that i called the ut police and they said yeah the person that is in charge of breaking locks he's not here for the day so uh-huh. you're screwed basically and i was pissed off because i'm like am i gonna just leave my bike here overnight for him to just Dude, come yeah. and steal you're it you're gonna back? like stay watch yeah. all night <laughs> that's that's the thing so i was mad i didn't know what to do so i called my friend that i knew had a bike and i was gonna ask him if i can use his lock overnight so i can lock up my bike and then call the dude to break my lock the next day so instead he came over um he looked at the lock and he's like you know justin you can actually there's a way you can like break this lock so he did some kind of combination thing where he like pulled on the lock and then like found out the combination that's and how then, someone stole your that's bike that's how somebody stole it the same way bennett helped <laughs> me get out I of told my you. I was like, oh yeah that's true but i was like how easily he was able to unlock your bike is how easily someone else is able right. to do it but i've learned a valuable life lesson i'm gonna put two locks on my bike and i'm never gonna let that happen yeah. again and no one looked at y'all sideways for trying to pick this lock no is but no, he was white. Onyacha. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, as I was waiting for him to come, I was standing at the bike rack and I was probably looking suspicious to some people. They're like, why is this dude just standing looking over a bike? Everybody kept like looking back at me as they were walking mm-hmm. by. I was like, whatever. I'm not trying to steal. I'm just trying to get my bike back. Mm-hmm. But my bike is back and I'm happy. But, and he still doesn't have a second lock. Yeah. I feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I'm not going to get a new lock. It is broke. <laughs> Wait, I, no, you should get a U-lock. I just don't. Like I'm she doesn't believe in getting it. I, I believe like, in getting oh, it's it. it's not going to get stolen again. I believe in getting it. I just don't want to spend the money. $27. Yeah. That's expensive. I mean, I feel you. I know you're, like, you're wealthy, but I'm, 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 me wealthy. I'm meager. So, yeah. Meager. Me wealthy. <laughs> you know what I ate this morning? What'd you eat? Do you know what I'm going to have for dinner? 
I didn't. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. You had breakfast. See how privileged you are. Like you I had the choice to eat breakfast. You chose not to. Did I? I don't. Yes. Eat, um, do I have food? Yes. Children calling me privileged. <laughs> In the news this week, did y'all hear about Blackish? Do you no. watch Blackish? I don't watch Blackish. Blackish is a good show. I, I've watched it. I'm not caught up though. It's it's fine. Blackish is not. Is the Grownish. Grownish is a spinoff of okay. Blackish. Yeah. So Blackish is a comedy on ABC, and I, I I enjoy this show. I think it's really good. But the controversy is that Blackish is now going to have another spinoff, and the spinoff is going to be called Mixedish, which I Mixed-ish? think is stupid. Because if you watch the show Blackish, is it about uh, what's his name, Junior? No, it's going to be about Tracy Ellis Ross's character growing up and how she had to deal with being mixed growing up. But the thing is, the show half of the cast is already mixed itself, so Blackish could have been called Mixedish. Half the cast. Yeah, Who? the the boy, the little boy is mixed. Yes. Yara Shahidi is mixed. What's yeah, he mixed he's with? biracial. His mom, his mom is white and his dad is black. Well, I know like Junior looks really mixed. He like. But both of his parents are light skinned, but they're down the line. They were mixed. But uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, the Mm -hmm. little boy, and yeah, I guess Junior is all mixed. I mean, I guess Yara is also mixed. mixed. So I'm like, the show could have been called Mixed. So now they're doing a whole ass spin off. But Diane's character isn't. The grandma isn't. Right. Dre isn't. But it's not following them. It's following like Tracy Ellis Ross's character growing up. So the thing is, like, that's trash. I'm not interested. You know what? One thing I don't like about the casting of that was her mom. I didn't like the (laughs) casting of it. That doesn't make sense like, if her, if where'd her, her dark hair come her, from <laughs> yeah okay her mom being the way she looks and her dad i was like she wouldn't have came out looking like this yeah. at all because her mom is like mixed right so she i don't know it didn't make sense the casting no it doesn't make sense and the show concept doesn't make sense either so the thing is the spin-off grownish i already don't like that that i watched one episode of that and i was like this shit is stupid and i never watched another episode so now this mixed this show is coming yeah it's gonna be canceled soon you should do oldish with them Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> That's oh, his father, right? Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Because I love that. I think they're the oh, funniest the part of the show. Yeah, they're funny. They're ABC doesn't know what they're doing. I actually like Gronish though. I I don't, but that shows your taste. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Another story that I saw in the news. Did y'all hear about hashtag Mayochella? You didn't oh, hear about Mayochella? Told me about it. Um, I didn't see hashtags like about Cinco that. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, but like no, no Mayo Coachella. Coachella. It's based on Coachella, so you know how Beyonce performed in Coachella. Oh wait, mm-hmm. what's her name? Taylor Swift. T- Taylor Thrift. Thrift. Yeah, I don't like her. <laughs> wait, what is Taylor? I call her He's Taylor Thrift. <laughs> I don't. Guys, is everything that comes out of your mouth shit? Yes. <laughs> I don't like Taylor Swift. So the controversy is the Billboard Awards were this week and mm-hmm. Taylor Swift had a, brought out a whole like marching band and the it was homecoming band. Yeah, basically a homecoming band. And people were drawing similarities to Beyonce's Coachella set and they said that Taylor Swift is copying or biting the style of Beyonce. So on Twitter it was trending and people were mentioning Taylor Swift and saying that she's uh, copying Beyonce and that she doesn't have any flavor and it was like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of mess. And but... I think there was like this mathematical equation where they took out something and took out something and they end up with mayo, right? Or <laughs> I mean, I but can't remember ma- how... people use mayonnaise to describe like white people, I guess. I guess like things, it doesn't have flavor. It's plain. It's plain, bland. basic. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. where the mayo cello comes from. But yeah, Taylor Swift is I'm never. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. That's really? A, that's, Man, is that your hot take? Like... Okay. Maybe well, that can be your hot take because like that's music. I feel like black people don't really like Taylor Swift. That's a big generalization to me. For the mo- for the most part, I don't see any. I think it's different. Gen- I don't know. What- I don't care about this her new pop stuff, but I like I like old Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And because only- old Taylor Swift is very different yeah, than new Taylor the new Swift. Because the new I one don't is like kind of like popular appeal. 
the old one, the new one, the one song that she did I really liked was Bad Blood, even before Kendrick got on that. Okay. But, like, I liked her music from, like, the Miley Cyrus movie. I liked her music from, like, when you're 16 or 15 and no one tells you they love you. Mm-mm. See, I don't even know her music. I never listened to her. <laughs> See, we don't know. But, no, I never really had a problem with her before, so I just don't. I don't care that much about her. Not mm. in a bad way. I'm mm. just not that interested in her. Yeah, indifferent. Okay. But yeah, that caused controversy. So I don't know if it, if y'all saw it, but the no, band was not popping. Because like, they were in pink, right? Yeah. There was no coordination. They looked lost. <laughs> Whenever they were beating on the drums, they weren't on beat. I was like, what is this? It was a, it was the budget version of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was the budget <laughs> the version bootleg. for sure. That's what it was. Somebody said, and I saw like a Twitter meme, they took a screenshot of Beyonce's Coachella and a screenshot of Taylor Swift's performance that said Beyonce, HBCU, Taylor Swift, PWI. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's crazy, but yeah, that's, that's something that I saw in the news. So hot take segment. Nikki, I've been waiting for your hot take this week. What is your hot take? I told you to lower your expectations, but this was inspired by a conversation that me and Justin had earlier this week. So basically, when you focus on what could have been, you miss out on what could be. Okay. So we're talking about relationships and just like friendships and whatnot and thinking about, do you ever wonder what could have been with a person? Whether that's a friendship, meeting someone, some kind of relationship going on. So I like I was thinking about that. I was like, when you get so stuck in the past, you miss out on the future. Okay. Really, what you can make out of a situation. That's my hot take. <laughs> what's that? What's What's so hard about that? It's just that you're like, oh, do you ever wonder what could have been with this person? I was like, I mean, yeah, but there's a future to worry about. Wow. Cold take. Cold take. Okay. Wow. Where, where's the opinion? Where's... That's my opinion. I, I, the, I think people the, get, like, stuck people on the who, past yeah, too much. People like, people that. are like, oh, this person did me wrong this one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever happened. You focus so much on the past. I think a lot of people do focus on the past. And it's hard to let go of that. But I think you should focus on the future. Okay. And I think... I think to make it maybe potentially sound more hot take it for you, because it does sound hot take it for me. Okay, <laughs> explain um, it, because I'm not getting it. Closure is overrated, basically. Mm. Like, the idea that you, you, need, you to need to do something to end know and end. And, and, and uh, you, you, people tend to want to tie the end of relationships or friendships or whatever in a neat bow. Okay. So, you know, the, the idea you should go and get coffee with the person one last time. To or, talk <laughs> things over or, or whatever. Or, or, or reveling in, like, the past and, like, oh, this could have been if, this, if only this person did this or this person did that. If we didn't have that one argument, that you one, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like... Things happen, reality. just let go of it. Life, okay. life, life happens and you kind of have to let go. You don't understand how many people find it hard to let go of things. True. Like, mad. True. I believe that. Or, 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 And it's hard to let go and forget. I don't think you forget, but you let go and you, you start acting on the, on the present. Yeah. But I okay. think a lot of people like, a lot of people just like keep holding on to stuff from way back. Okay, I believe that. I think had you said closure is overrated, that would have been a hotter take. Well, I think it, it's, for me, it's not only closure. It's not just, it's just, closure. It's mm-hmm. not just closure. It's just moving on from the past, like, I guess you can't really forget things. Things are always going to be in your mind, but yeah. just like accepting it and moving on and stop thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's my hot take. And I also feel like people, another dimension of that that I could bring up is the fact that people carry things that happened to them in the past and bring them into the present mm. and deny Even themselves. Even excuse for it. Excuse for, for things. And they shortchange, they, they, they jeopardize what can be Mm-hmm. Based on their expectation, expectations of what will be, yeah. based like, on oh, what happened in the past. This thing happened to me, so everything's Every gonna be I hard this, for I'm me. Going to be, yeah, 
It could Got be it. friendship, or it could be job, it could be anything. Yeah. But it's like, I've seen this sign before, like, I'm going to you, pay like, attention. You, like, take it on as a part of it's, you, it's, This is my identity. I'm the yeah. one who I always get hurt, or I always get betrayed, or right. I always get talked about. People are always against me, so right. I'm going to carry that with me. Mm. But sometimes you just need to let go of things that happened in the past. Let go of the focus past. on what could be. Because everything is different. Every person, every relationship, every situation is different. So it doesn't make sense for somebody to base what's going to happen in the future on their past and... The stuff that went wrong, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Did it go wrong, or was it just a lesson? Or a lesson. Yeah, some things... I think... I really believe that some things happen just so that you learn from that experience. For when the stakes are higher. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Now, when you put it that way, I get it. I like that. <laughs> All right. So, my hot take this week is about Apple AirPods. I think that AirPods are trash. And <laughs> the reason is... I, I was asking my friends that have AirPods... Um, how do they like it? What's the quality like? And I asked them, are they the same quality as the ones with strings? And they said, yes. So I'm like, the ones with strings cost $20, but the AirPods cost, what, $200? Yeah, like $170. $100 and something. That's yeah. a lot of money. And the only thing you're paying for is wireless and that they have Bluetooth. I think that's stupid. If it's the same quality as the one with strings, what's so good about AirPods besides the fact that you don't have the string? You know what I mean? Well, for me, when I bike with my, and I'm carrying, like, if you saw the stuff I carry to come to your apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had my bag and my this and that, and then th- that can get tangled. Beyond that, I don't see the convenience. I mean, beyond that one convenience, it can help you with, like, in terms of it not getting tangled anywhere. Right. I think it's actually, what is the opposite of convenience? Inconvenience. Inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, I, I think AirPods are trash. People that have it like to show off for clout or whatever that they had them, but I don't care. Okay, what about other Bluetooth earphones that are, like, the same price? Do you, okay, does that apply just to Apple AirPods or just all Bluetooth? Well, it seems that people on social media or anywhere, anytime somebody has AirPods, they're like, ooh, I got AirPods, I'm fancy, or she fancy. Like, you're paying so much money for the same quality just because it doesn't have any strings on I guess it. like there's this clout around Apple AirPods but like pe- for years people have been using Beats wireless whatever that costs hundreds of dollars like right. I have over the ear wireless headphones and I love them because I don't have strings attached I can take them anywhere I can do whatever whenever and I paid a lot of money for them but I think it's worth it to me. Yeah, but the quality is probably higher than AirPods, yeah. which is my thing. I know. Like, for me, I, I wouldn't buy them because they those ear things never fit in my ears. I don't know what's wrong mm-hmm. with my ears, Same. but they never fit in my ears. So, like, I whenever I get an iPhone, I always give my earphones away because mm-hmm. like, they just don't fit me. So, I don't know. Is it only AirPods or is it all, like, Just AirPods. Small? Just okay. AirPods. So, you're fine if someone has the Beats wireless? Yes, that's fine because the Beats the wireless are higher quality high than the AirPods. That's my point. You're paying so much money for something that you can get of higher quality. But because mm-hmm. it's Apple, you got it. And it doesn't make sense. So, that's my hot take. Like There's, like, two thing, two thing problems I have with the AirPods. Number one, um, what if it falls off your ear when you're, like, moving you Exactly. And you have to start finding it. Two, you have to charge it still. It's yeah. It lasts forever. Oh, I said two, right? There was a third thing. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think I remember. Oh, it was the quality thing. Yeah. It's like if you, if the AirPods were significantly better in terms of the sound quality they produce, then I'd be like, then okay, it would cool. warrant paying so that much not money. Any better? No. Do you only ask- I've never used them, so I no, really No, that's what they no say. Idea. They said it's the same quality as the one with uh, string. It's just that it's wireless, it charges, and it uses Bluetooth. That's the difference. Mm. There was a spike of when everyone started getting them. Like, I don't know if it's internet memes or whatever, but people had them. Like, a few people had them, and then everyone had them. I don't care. Like, they can people can show off all they want, but you're not impressing me. So, <laughs> that's... When, uh-huh. was a time when they, when they came out, they, uh, I don't know if you guys knew that, know that there's a CNN store. But CNN store was selling the AirPods for 
They're called AirPods, right? Yeah. Yeah. Selling them for thirty dollars. Okay. And selling other wireless headphones as well for thirty dollars. I didn't go with the AirPods because I was like, my ear. Really, yeah, the way ear, my ears are set up, they don't fit. Don't fall off. <laughs> so I bought these ones, and they lasted for like two, two, no, for three months. They were amazing. They were like blue, but then they just broke. Damn, um, it happens. Mm, that's okay. That's blue. my problem. I used to buy a lot of cheap stuff. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna spend money on this because why? Why should mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. But then I bought a couple Bluetooth um, earphones, and they broke. Like two, three months down the line, they're built they just to break. Broke. Yeah, I was like, "Why am I spending twenty, thirty dollars multiple times for something to break?" And I you could just buy well just one invest. high quality product. Yeah, yeah. That's actually good. I'm probably gonna invest in Beats. Yeah, I think it's an investment because what you're gonna buy another thirty dollar one, and then three, you've spent yeah, and then a lot of months, money. Three months later, Jesus you're gonna Christ. buy thirty dollars. Like hundred dollars. So, yeah, so you might as well just spend the two hundred dollars on mm-hmm. a quality set that's gonna last you years, and that's you won't have to replace soon. Yeah, like I've had my headphones a year and a half now. I haven't had a single problem with them. She's making me ear now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that means I'll just uh, sing I my use account. them every day. Whenever I tell my mom how much I spent on them, she's like, ah, 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 ah my money. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't tell her when I bought them. She only saw it a couple months later. Right. But I was like, they're, the quality is so good. I know they're going to last me. So I'd rather spend $200 now than $30 every couple of months yeah. on trash earphones. All right, so our main topic for today, we are discussing communication in 2019. So socialization, how we talk to each other, how we don't talk to each other, why don't people say hi in public, we're going to get all into it. But this episode, is, it's, it's a good one. For one, um, I think that in our generation especially, we aren't talking to each other or we're not communicating clearly. And that's due to a, many reasons. I think technology is a big reason why people's personal personalities and the way they are there's so many factors that go into the way we communicate today. And I don't like the way we communicate today because I think that it's not healthy, I, I guess. I think in our society, at least with people our age, I know when when we were younger, I actually used, I picked up the phone and called my friends to play or hang out or whatever. But then I got a, I got a cell phone and everything was texting. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a society where we're not really forced to talk to people um, face-to-face mm-hmm. in a lot of situations. It's easier to just text them. FaceTime them, whatever. It's easier to do things on your phone because you're on your phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And we're so integrated. And it, I think in part it's a good way because we can be more connected globally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, WhatsApp. I can talk to people all around the world easily. I can talk to my cousins in Nigeria. It mm-hmm. makes things easier. So you would say that we're more connected now than we've ever been? I think we're more connected, but in the same way, we've also lost a lot of connection. Mm-hmm. We've lost like the ability to communicate effectively in person. Um, I think some people are lacking those skills. Right. What do you What do you think? I agree with everything you said. Um, the root causes are like limitless, just because like so many things are hitting our attention, and I just feel like we we lost something. I like how you put it, um, Nikki. You, you said we we gained a lot of stuff in terms of like yeah, we can talk to everyone and anyone, yeah. but now we we lost well, we lost a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, though, that I'm guilty of this. I feel like I'm on my phone all the time, and that gets inhibits, like, me talking to people, even though I'm an extrovert and I don't have a problem talking to people. Because I'm always on my phone, like, basically in public, I don't have chances to talk to people, have a conversation with somebody, because I'm always on my phone. Yeah. I, honestly, it's funny. I think you're... You use your phone the most I've ever seen anyone really? use your phone. Yeah. Okay, how do you... Give me receipts, because... 
You're okay. You're always on your phone. You send me stuff at like four a.m., six a.m., two a.m. all day. Like, well, I don't sleep, so that's part so, yeah, of it. Yeah, but then you're also why are you like, not sleeping? Because I'm exactly. on my phone. Yeah, when you're not sleeping, you're on your phone. Literally, we we're editing the other day, and every two minutes, you click your phone like this. Even though it's on Do Not Disturb, yeah. you click your phone, you click your phone, you click your phone. I was like, what are you looking at? What are you checking every two minutes? Why is it on Do Not Disturb if you're going to check it to every two minutes anyway? So I put it on Do Not Disturb because I know I have a problem and I can't be like getting notifications. So my thing is that if my phone is on DND, then it's out of my sight and I don't have to click my phone. But, but you still keep your phone one foot away from you and you still <laughs> tap it every two I minutes. I have a problem. I have a problem. Phantom vibrations. Hmm? Phantom vibrations. What's that? You, where you think you hear it. It's also like when you think you hear someone called your name, yeah. but no one called your name. That happens all the time. That happens in my house sometimes. But yeah, with you, you're always on your phone. A lot of people are on the phone. With me, um, I started putting on screen time mm-hmm. on my iPhone because I was like, hmm, how long do I actually spend on my phone? And the first week I got it, it was actually scary. Really? How much I, did it say? I think it was like seven hours I spent on my phone. Every day? Yeah. Or for that week, that's what my average was. Seven hours. Is that a lot? Seven hours a day for the week? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Each day, seven hours. I got my report today. How many hours was it? (laughs) Thirteen. Okay, but think about how many... Hours in a day. Yeah. That's that's more than half the day. Think about it. You have a 24-hour day. Mm -hmm. You theoretically spend like six to eight. I'm sorry. You spend time eating. You mm -hmm. spend time in class. You spend time sleeping. 13 hours is a long time. It is a lot. And I know I have a problem. That's my thing. And I think that in our society right now, our phones are our crutches. Whenever you go into public and you don't know anybody, what do you do? You get on your phone, you look down, you act like you're texting somebody. You're in some kind of meeting or something with people you don't know. You get on your phone. You get on your phone. Yeah, I remember um, I was a fig mentor and we had this meeting with other mentors and no one knew anyone. So we're all on our phones, and the lady leading me, she's like, oh, wow, none of you guys are talking to each other. Everyone's just on their phones. Yes, because it's, it's a way for us to not feel awkward. So yeah. if you're on your phone, you're doing something so you don't have to just sit there in silence with people that you don't know. Yeah. Oh, elevators. So mm-hmm. when you guys are on elevators, do you talk to the people? If there's someone else there, do you talk to the person? Sometimes. If I walk into the elevator with a friend of mine, I make it a point of duty to continue the conversation, which sometimes they're not ready for. Sometimes <laughs> conversation ended. Sometimes I try to start the conversation. But if I'm if I'm in an elevator with multiple people, I might not say anything. Um, but if if but I'm with one person before I leave the elevator, I might I'll probably say have a good day. Okay. Just because mm-hmm. out of goodwill, I guess. Yeah. No, that's nice. I think sometimes I don't mind someone saying hi or have a good day or whatever. Sometimes I'm thrown off a little bit though if someone is trying to have small a conversation. Talk. I yeah, hate small talk. small talk. I'm like I'm just trying to get two floors. <laughs> I hate small talk. It's nice today. Yes. Oh, the other last week I was in the elevator at my apartment and um, I was going up and the guy's like, oh, you didn't get caught in the rain today. I was like, no, like I'm I'm dry. Like I just drove my car in here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. To me, you could be like, hey, have a good day, whatever. But let's talk about the weather. To me, that's cool. No, I think small talk. I'd rather be silent than to have small talk with somebody because small talk. that's why people also get on their phones because they don't want to have. Exactly. Yeah. So your phone is your defense mechanism. Oh, I see somebody. I don't want to communicate. Let me look at my phone. I see somebody I don't know. Let me look at my phone. That's what it is. I think, but sometimes it works. Like for me, I think I told you last week, I went to get food at this Chinese food place Mm -hmm. and there are only three people in the restaurant. Okay. Me and two other men. We're all picking up food. 
it's pretty empty. There's a lot of tables. So I sit down at a table waiting for my food. Okay. And this man sits at the same table as me. Small table, but there's like 20 tables in the restaurant. So like I start getting on my phone. I, I put my headphones in. And I start looking around because I don't want him to talk to me. Because mm-hmm. me, that's an uncomfortable situation. Why are you sitting at a small table where there's only two seats and there's 20 other tables? Mm-hmm. That's uncomfortable to me. And I don't want to be that person who, like, gets up and moves. Because mm-hmm. that's uh, rude yeah, and extra. Yeah, that's rude. And I told Justin I told the guy my name, but I was like, what if I lied and then the people called my name? I was like, that would have been that would have been a, a more awkward situation. Exactly. So I was like, I'm just going to tell this guy my name because he keeps talking to be me. Be careful. But, like, in that situation, I was like... I just want to be on my phone. I don't want him to talk to him. That's going to send a signal. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think it's useful. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it is useful because sometimes you don't feel like talking to people. You don't feel like socializing. So somebody sees you with either headphones in or you looking down at your phone. That's a sign that, hey, I really don't feel like talking. But if I'm just sitting there, I'm not doing anything. I think it would be fine to start a conversation with somebody if you want to. It, um, just makes, it makes me wonder what our parents used to do. Talk. Then. <laughs> they, did they, so they had to because like okay then the what did they do people had to talk how, how to each fun? other no one had the option of being on their phone like everyone was just nice to, for the most part everyone was just nice to each other everyone talked that's why because I, I know that when you say that I'm like yeah it, it is true I, I, I told someone that when I live in Jester you know like um, I would, well, I would Jester was the worst there's so many people there all the time because I, I no, didn't like, know I liked it but at the same time like sometimes on the elevator I was like I, I've been in class yeah. all day I just want to go up you're I don't tired yeah. I don't, and I lived on the 13th floor Ooh, so, oh, okay. mm, wow no I lived stuff. on the 4th floor so I had it easy <laughs> oh wow yeah. I, had, I had a great I remember when because I came straight from Nigeria right I came from a culture where like I mean in Nigeria now like in a building of 400 people, you would know everyone. Yeah. You would have 400 names in your head mm-hmm. that you can yeah. you can call everyone. You can say hi. Yeah. You can hug. You meet if you meet a stranger, you might talk so deeply. You might start talking about like your father who did this, your daughter yeah. who's pregnant, your <laughs> who did this one. Like all those details come out even in bank queues. Yeah, yes. but you come here and it's like the culture is yeah, so culture different. America is it's so a very indi- individualistic. individualistic. Yeah. We were talking about that in one of my classes. Like the most individualistic country is the united states and other countries it's much more about community mm-hmm. and i think that's one thing sometimes i had a hard time balancing when i was younger because in nigerian culture it is you greet everyone you talk to everyone it's rude to not, not say good morning yeah. it's rude to not greet somebody and i remember like going to an elementary school i would like greet my teachers like good morning good afternoon and some kids would be like why are you doing that i'm like because <laughs> i'm polite and i'm nice and i have manners and i respect people that are older than me mm-hmm. to me i didn't see the problem i was like why are people making fun of me for Doing, doing what you see is normal yeah which is just common courtesy i think people think it's for special occasions i think people yeah that's true it, that's people, special people people don't do that here yeah so to me i was like it's i weird. don't see anything wrong with it it's just a cultural thing and it's really hard because like if you i, I can i can relate to your struggle because i'm sure you've had to adapt mm-hmm. to the situation here and it probably is in some ways denying you an experience that you would rather have which is just communicating with people yeah because um, I, I struggle as well. I, I was once just walking on campus around the union and I saw like a student and I say hi to every black student that I see. I don't even have to know you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so few of you us. Know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this person walking and then I was just like, hey. And the person was like, hey. I think so, sometimes it's surprising. Honestly, like, sometimes it's surprising. Have a good day. Surprising. And they're like, 
Care. But you know this person? I've never met her oh, okay. See, that's why like, sometimes it's surprising because our culture has, yeah. like, really ingrained us mm-hmm. to be independent, to, like, when you pass people, the, the white people smile is what I call it. The, the, uh, the upper lip? The, the, lip, the <laughs> lip thing? You know, the smile. It's not mm-hmm. a real smile. You just widen wanna... your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, you see it, right? Yes. I don't know what to call it. It's when like see it, a white that's, my par- that's what my parents call it. Indiacha. 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 They call it that smile. That's what they call it. I don't like that smile. I don't like it. Especially when I get it I'd rather you just walk by me. Just walk by me and don't look at me. When I walk past them. Really? I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I need it. Well, the thing is, if <laughs> if you're walking, everybody's you trying know. to get from point A to mm-hmm. point B. So you don't have time to be like looking at everybody and yeah. smiling. You know how my cheeks would be hurting if I smiled at everybody I saw? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's wild. But I think in those situations, I'd rather, honestly, someone just walk by me. I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't need don't that, that half thing. smile. I don't need it. I don't like, want you. I don't what? want you to t- show me that you saw me. I don't need you to see me. <laughs> for me, it's for me. For me, it, nah, that's that would be a hard take for another day. But to me, it's, it, there's a racial element to it that I don't like. Go no, you need to say it. When when when, when the when, when I get that kind of smile from a strange white person, especially if they're older, I'm like, oh I, yes, the I older people. That. I know what you're thinking you in your head. N-word. I know you Uh-oh. said the N word. I know what you did. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Or, oh, oh, amazing. you guys go here. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last or two weeks ago. We talked Jesus. about it a little while ago yeah. of like how people, some people, not necessarily uh, here, when I tell them I go to UT, oh, you go to oh, UT. Get, uh-huh. mm. Yes, yeah, I do. You and heard me right. <laughs> did I stutter? It's not, ni- it's not, it's not 1960s anymore. Yeah, did I add a letter at the end? No, I said UT. That's it. Yeah, it's not 1960s anymore. I'm smart. I'm capable. Well, I don't know why you're so surprised that I'm here. Hmm. I don't know, like, there's even different forms of communication that I think need to be improved. And I guess one of them is, like, texting. Everybody knows by now I do not like texting. I think texting is not the best form of communication. But there are people that have different rules for texting. For example, a rule that some people follow is, like, when you receive a text message, wait a little bit before you respond because you don't want to seem too eager whenever you respond back quickly. And I think that's strange. For me, I always have my phone in my hand. It's stupid, right? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it depends on the situation. I guess, I guess. <laughs> I always have my phone in my hand. So when I get a text message, I usually respond like within five minutes of receiving the text message. But some people, like when they see somebody text them, they say, oh, I'm going to wait 10, 15 minutes before I respond back because I, I don't like want to see the only situations people do that is like when you're when you're, Yeah, when you're talking to um, someone and like talking, you know? So it's like, that oh, I, this... I did not understand for a whole year. <laughs> really? I'm talking to someone, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you talk yes. to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh, this person took 10 minutes to respond. I'm going to make them wait 20 minutes. That's stupid. I feel like that's the only situation where people do that. I don't feel like people do that with their friends. Like, oh, I have to wait a certain amount of time. I, I, I will say, mm-hmm. hear me out. It's important to to know that rule and to know if that if that rule is applicable to your situation. Because when you talked about rules, I was so glad you mentioned the word rules. Mm-hmm. Because I personally feel like every different person you're talking to, but when I say talking to, I mean communicating with. I'm not talking about like okay, okay. Yeah. with interest. Mm-hmm. Has a different way that they text, and understanding True. that can can alleviate a lot of circumstances. Like there are people. And I, I, people I know who are like, they're just bad at, they're bad at texting. Yeah, and the people tell I you, know who take like five hours you know, to reply, but I'm like, okay, this person takes five exactly, hours, so I don't take anything. it any type of mm-hmm. way. But I'm not gonna, I'm going to reply right away, but I'm not yeah. going to wait five hours because they took five hours to text me. That's, I don't know, I, but I hate that. And I don't know, that's one of the things that's one of my pet peeves. It's a useful, it's a useful rule though. It's a, it's a useful rule. Be, it's not all, it's not all bad. It, it, it can be good 
um, when you it can be good to not respond to something because like then the situations you run is where you give half like hearted responses. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe you are able to f- somehow communicate, say something really in depth in a short amount of time when someone texts you something, um, but not me necessarily. Yeah, not and I everyone. think the you thing with texting is different than like in person communication is you do have the time to respond. Yeah. you do have the time to think about your response. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's okay to think about your response and take those few minutes to re- <laughs> yeah. right i'm not saying that you have you to wanna, reply like, like a, i don't know one you don't want to say something stupid because sometimes when you think of things well, once too you say quickly, it you can't take it back over. yeah that's the thing <laughs> with texting you can't be like oh wait i didn't mean it that way you that's know? why i love instagram dms because if you haven't seen it i'm gonna unsend that shit so you but never people saw can it see that you unsent it that's fine but they don't know what i said and that's the most important <laughs> thing so I'm, they know now that you said something that you regret exactly so i don't like, regret oh. it it could have been a typo it could have been anything so they don't know what you don't know doesn't kill you Sure. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I do whenever I communicate with people, a lot of times people don't speak up when they talk. So I have what to ask do you them. Mean speak up, like I like I don't under, it's, volume. It's or? volume and speed I don't of talking, speed com- of talking, comprehension. Okay. comprehension. I don't understand what they just said. So many times I'll be like, "What did you say?" And then when it gets to the third time, I don't feel like asking them, "What did you say again?" So I'll just shake my head and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But did I understand what they said? No. And it's just what I do to make communication and socialization easier for me because I don't want to have somebody repeat themselves over and over and over again. You know, honestly, I don't feel bad asking. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I really can't hear you. So can you just say it again? Um, But sometimes if it's with my friends, I'll just be like, it's whatever. Like, I don't care anymore. But I'm never like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand you. But the thing is, it's not worked like, every what time. what if they say something else and you missed what they said before and you just don't understand the that rest of the conversation? Person. Well, that's happened to me. One time some, <laughs> somebody asked me, Justin, do you know where the straws are? And my response was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they said, Justin, do you know what the straws yeah, are? Okay, I said Justin that- has done that to me because sometimes I'll say something and he'll say a response that doesn't make sense at all. And I'm like, did you hear what I just said to you? <laughs> And it so, doesn't make sense and you'll be looking like a fool the, gr- the girl was like justin where are the straws and i was like yeah shaking my head <laughs> shaking my head yes like up and down i was like yeah and then she started looking at me confused she was and i was like confused why she was still looking at me so i was like uh, yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i was like That's yeah why you can't be doing that you'll be looking stupid She's like, there's something wrong with this boy. And then eventually she's like, no, Justin, I was asking, where are the straws? And I was like, oh, and we started busting out laughing. But it could have been a bad situation, but I'm glad mm-hmm. that it, it was good. Yeah, because once you miss on something, you might just be missing a lot. It might not just it's be a context. little word that you miss. Mm-hmm. You're missing a lot of context. And then if you continue the conversation, what you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing at where are the straws? That's how I'd be looking at you. Hmm. I feel like the reason why people don't communicate or say hi if you greet them is because I guess in our society we have this fear of rejection. Would Facts. you say mm. it's a lot of reasons, but that's number one to me. Fear of rejection. If you're maybe introverted, it's harder for you to reach out and say hi to people. So whenever you like do in what say situation? hi, like whenever you're at a party or something, you're scared that if you say hi to somebody, they're not going to say hi back, or they're going to be like, "Why are you saying hi to me?" So yeah, the, you retract. The situation for sure. I, I I know I know that that like party situations, just like public spaces. Um, my my I vilify the black community a lot. Go ahead, this, vilify I'm like, them. I'm like, I think um, a friend of mine, uh, Amarachi once put something on Instagram where she says, I I think she or she wrote a blog. I see you, see me, see you, see me. So why are we why are we doing this? You know, and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, I saw you, you, you saw me. 
Right, on Speedway, right? Yeah, and I know you saw me. I know me. you saw me. And you, you saw know me that me. I know that you saw me. <laughs> but you're about to look you're... at your phone and look left and right. Why? Because it's where to maintain eye contact. I understand that. Mm-hmm. However, one of the ways that I've tried to circumvent that is like just waving from where you are far. And then I just smile, big smile. And I put that awkwardness on you. Now, you deal with the awkwardness on your own. That's your punishment for, for trying to be awkward. Me, I'm just having a good time showing my 32 teeth. <laughs> all, to, all 32. All of them. Because it's just, it, it, I'm like, and then it's also weird when you've met someone in a certain context. It doesn't, it literally to me doesn't matter. If you've had a conversation with someone, the next time you see the person, at least, I don't know about other If you races, recognize a them. Black person, if you recognize them, don't do that. Don't do the phone thing. Don't, don't. Uh, oh, oh, hey, didn't see you there. No, I saw you see me there. <laughs> so fake. I think the one time I can remember doing this for real is that I saw, I talked to some guy at a party. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess, I don't know if it was dark, if I drank too much or whatever, but what I remember him looking like at that party, I still recognize him, what I remember (laughs) him looking like at that party, because I talked to him for a long time, I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. Mm -hmm. And I saw him at school a few days later, and I was like, ah. Uh Uh-uh. I was like, this can't be the same guy. (laughs) All the drip was gone. Uh Oh, I was like, this can't be the same guy, because I gave him my phone number too, he's like, oh, did you see me at the union or something? I was like... Uh, I don't think so. Oh damn! Hey, but this is this. Are you still talking to the guy? No, this is like years ago. ago. Okay. I will say this podcast is called Polar Opposites, and we always hold everybody's feet to the fire. So Ukiro, there was one time I was on Sixth Street. Jesus, and Christ. I oh yeah, you. I don't I'm know bringing what you're about it up. Cool, cool. I'm bringing it up. I, might have been in- I saw you. I blame it on the alcohol, but I saw you and I greeted you. And then you looked like you didn't know who I was. I must have been inebriated then. Because <laughs> I was confused. I was like... Did... Bro, there's no way. If you see me on Sixth no, Street... No, bro. I saw you. It was, no... going, it was Buckshot. No, it wasn't Buckshot. Jackalope? It was, it was Jackalope or Chupa. I don't know. Sometimes if I'm on Sixth Street and I see someone... I don't know. I think... You're, yeah, when you're drunk, you, it's like it's not the same. Car, it's not the same. Like, I don't know. You can't expect me Your to like. My only evil brother, I'll see you. I won't say hi. And you weren't stumbling or anything, so I don't know. So I'm, I'm calling you <laughs> out yeah, right because here. Because when people are inebriated, they have to stumble. Look at you. You're exposing yourself. <laughs> no. So that's how you are when you're. No, are I don't stumble. I'm. I can carry my hold. Yeah, my I was carrying myself. I just not. I could. I could not comprehend you. Okay. <laughs> I put my feet on the fire. Okay. Time, I remember even on my 21st. Mm-hmm. I think I invited someone to my apartment, and like I think like I vaguely remember seeing. Her, but like I really don't remember he, her like I don't Being remember there. anything I don't remember talking mm. to her like I remember inviting her I was like oh yeah you're here and I don't, I, I don't even remember saying her name I think she brought people like I just yeah. didn't remember the situation but she's like I oh I had so much fun at your you. she's like I had so much fun at your place I was like I like don't even remember don't you being there or like remember interacting with you mm-hmm. wow. when I run into my people or I run into like Igbo people Igbo people particularly I'm like I lose my mind. I start speaking Igbo. I start saying, No, one day. No, um, I remember something about communication and classes. I had a friend that took a class with this girl and they studied together. They exchanged numbers. Jesus. Each time they got a test, they would talk to each other and text each other. How did the test go? What did you think? How did you feel about it? And this was throughout the semester. And mm-hmm. they know each other. They know each other's names. They have each other's numbers. They see each other in class. They take the same test together. Um, the next semester, they take a class together. I'm also in this class. And as they're leaving the classroom and waiting for the elevator, they see each other, but they're not saying anything. 
So my friend turns around to the girl and goes, oh, hey, weren't we in the same class together? And she was like looking down on her phone and she looks up and she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we were in the same class. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is that if you've known that this person is in your class, why didn't you ever reach out? It's halfway into the semester and you're just now greeting this person that mm-hmm. you have their number, mm-hmm. you've talked to, you know their name, but you decide to. I think that's a situation of like school friends. You're not really friends with them. Like you're True. taking class with them. And mm-hmm. but is that's that like really the. I don't think it's problematic mm-hmm. because I think like right now there's this girl I study with sometimes in my class. Like we sit, we sit next to each other in class, but honestly, I don't think after this, like I would You're going to talk to her again. Yeah. I mean, I'm graduating, so that's different, but I still like, I would wave at her if it were later, but I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, like let's talk. You don't know anything about her personal life. Yeah. Like we're not really friends. Like Mm -hmm. we're in the same class and we're doing the class together. It might be helpful to interact with each other, Mm -hmm. but beyond that, like you're not really friends. Well, he's not trying to be her friend or anything, but if it's somebody that you know, you've taken a class together, you know each other. I think you could at least say hi. What's what's the harm in saying hi? Yeah, you could at least say hi. And the thing is, you're both, the elevator's taking forever to like get there and you're just sitting there in silence when you know this that's like me and, well actually that's, no it's not it's not like me and you <laughs> terrible example but that's like somebody i know pretty well just standing Maybe there you and i because i don't yeah, know yeah yeah and weird. just sitting there at the elevator and not speaking to each other i'm just texting on my phone pretending like i don't know you that's stupid and i don't know why people do that is it just i think it might be partially comfort um like you said they're waiting it's like you could say hi but do you ever have those situations where you say hi to someone, but you're still in the same proximity as them? So it's like, do you continue the conversation? Yes. Maybe she didn't want to continue the conversation. But then again, why is it... Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me say something about that. I just realized in everything we're talking about, we are... The challenge is not the situation as much as our inability to handle the situation. Mm, yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just talked about proximity and I'm like... That's a problem. But I was like, wait, that doesn't have to be a problem. No, it it's doesn't have to be as... a problem. But yeah. it's, I think it's But it also, is a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's like, oh, I'm fine with saying hi to this person, but I don't really want to continue a conversation with them. with them. So it's like also, I don't think it's necessarily the same situation, but mm-hmm. you know when you're saying bye to someone. Um, and then you end up start walking the same you direction. You start walking the same <laughs> direction, but it's like, oh, I've already that's said. Uh, it's okay. funny, but people, people say it's awkward, but to me it's I, funny. I it's like laughable. No, it depends on the situation. What if you're just on a date and it's like. Oh, a date? Yeah. cuter. No, but what if it wasn't a great date? And oh. you're like, oh, bye. And then, oh, we're walking the same direction. And you have to keep talking to them. It's <laughs> like, oh, now I have to keep talking to the person. I think it depends on the relationship that you have with the person. But yeah, that's those true. situations, sometimes it's funny. It's like, oh, we're going the same way. We can keep talking. Yeah. Like, that's cool. But sometimes it's like, oh, I actually wanted this interaction to end to at this point. Sever yeah. ties. <laughs> sever, and yeah. never speak to them again. <laughs> but I don't know. if you. My thing is that if you see somebody you know, say hi. There's no harm in greeting yeah, somebody and saying hi. Yeah, I definitely think you should say hi to people that you know. Um, oh, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So for my high school, there are probably like, in my graduating class alone, like a hundred people that came here. Mm-hmm. My graduating, For real? My graduating class was 1,400 people. Jeez. Yeah. So I think That's like 70 people came the first year and then other people transferred. So sometimes I see a lot of people from my school, but like, I kind of know them, but we don't like really know each other. It's like, oh, we know we went to the same school. We saw each other in the hallways, but we're not friends at all or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think in the beginning, I used to say hi to, like, everyone, but then sometimes I'd say hi to someone. They wouldn't say they hi wouldn't back. Say hi. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, this person, I'm I'm not going to greet them anymore. Like, we both know each other, but it's not a big deal. I don't have any, like... Animosity bad, towards Yeah, I don't have any animosity toward them, so I just don't say hi to them anymore. Hmm. That's sad. It is, it is sad. I, mean, I don't know why... I guess it's not that sad because we weren't friends in the first yeah. place, but I was like, oh, I'm going to be nice to this person mm-hmm. and, like, greet them because mm-hmm. I know them, and then, okay, now you're going to act like you don't know me, so... 
It's Damn. whatever now. When, when you talk mm-hmm. to people, do you look at them straight in their eye as you're talking to them? I look at them straight in their eye. People say that thing is weird. What, <laughs> what do you think, Nikki? Is that weird? I think <laughs> eye contact is a tricky thing because you don't want to, like, entire conversation, you don't want to be looking into someone's soul the <laughs> entire not? conversation because it's intimidating. Like, right now, you're like, right now, my, I'm, I'm looking just into like, your this, eye. Is the, this is the highest level of communication I've had with you. Uh-oh. No, sometimes it's this a good kind yeah. of intimate, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's too much. It depends on the situation. Sometimes it's true, too much. True. Everything's situational, honestly. Speaking. It is situational because your eyes are like the gateway to your soul. Apparently. Sometimes I don't want someone. What do you mean, apparently? <laughs> That's what they say, but I don't know how I it's feel true. Like it's bro. true. It's I mean, true. okay, if the eyes are the gateway to your soul, my eyes are black, so do I have a black card it's or a black soul? Oh it's God. not about color. It's not about color. It's the feeling <laughs> you, of your so eyes. Do they have green, green souls. You're, you're stupid. <laughs> Look at you. It's not about the color of your eyes. It's like the feelings and, I don't know, the feelings of looking into someone's eye. It's very intense. So Intimate. if we're having a. Even 10 minutes. I can't... For 10 minutes, for someone to not break eye contact with me would be too much. It is good to break eye contact because I think breaking eye contact is giving the person room to own... To to breathe. To breathe, to think on their own, to just, like, not be that intense. Because I've been in conversations where I've been looking at their eyes and I'm tired. (laughs) I I really don't want to keep looking at their eyes. Of, like, continuously paying attention and looking at their eyes and, like, yeah, I'm engaged in this conversation. you you need to continue... You need to take breaks, but you need to re-engage in eye contact yeah. every so often. Yeah. I can't have a conversation with someone who is never looking at me, who's looking That's down rude. the entire time. It's rude. Um, yeah, like I had this job interview last mm-hmm. week, and it was a group of four people asked me questions. There are two parts to this interview. In this part, they're asking me questions. But every time I was talking, they were all just looking down at their notebooks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is... I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're not listening to you're me. You're not listening, yeah. One... I mean, I guess they were taking some notes, but you could also be looking at me yeah. while you're taking some notes. I just, I didn't like the interview. I was like, this is awkward because one, I feel like you're not listening to what I'm saying and you're interviewing me for a position to work here. So why are you not looking at exactly. me? Exactly. It's like, you're not interested at all. Yeah. And it's just like, this is just whatever. Yeah. Hmm. You know, my, um, the word awkward has been thrown around a lot and it's thrown around when people have these conversations. When I went to Nigeria in 2016, I went back home. I was speaking with my dad and I mentioned awkward. He said, in that will awkward, which means what does awkward mean? Now bear in mind my dad is a lawyer. Okay. He has his masters as well. Like he's a he, smart man. He's read. He knows I feel the like English awkward thing. Awkward in Nigeria Aler- does not exist. It just does not exist. <laughs> he's a learned man. I didn't know how to explain it to him because I was struggling and I chose like the weirdest example but I was just like imagine if you went to a high school reunion with and you if you imagine severing a relationship with someone and then you now meet like you go to the club and then you see the girl which Probably had my dad going like, "What do you know about clubs?" <laughs> oh no! But that was the best example I could think of. Yeah. And he just like it took a while for him to get grasp that feeling, concept, yeah. and I was grateful to see that because it, it reminded me of that I'm not weird. That that yeah. when I go back to Nigeria, and when I went back to Nigeria, it was it was weird to. I had to remind myself, "Hey, look, we don't do that shit here. Mm-hmm. We don't do, don't do that. Everyone yeah. is your friend." Yeah, yeah. Your, the socialization is mm-hmm. so different. It's Every, better in Nigeria. There's so much more community. Yeah. Every like you know everyone around you. Everyone knows you. You talk to everyone. You have some kind of relationship with everyone. Mm-hmm. There's no oh, I don't like this person because of this. I mean, of or course, I'm not going to say hi or greet them. There's gossip. Yeah. There's so much gossip, but it's different. Everyone is like friends with each other. Everyone is family. Yeah. Really, like your entire village is your family. Mm-hmm. But here it's like you don't talk to your neighbors. Like yeah. You oh yeah, you know, it's so funny how people don't have fences here, but they don't talk to themselves. 
Like in, in in the suburbs in Houston, people don't have fences. Really? Oh, there are some neighborhoods near me. My neighborhood has fences, but one across me, they don't have fences. Mm-hmm. But still, there's so much divide. There's divide. Yeah, there's so much yeah divide. thank you for bringing up neighbors. There's this one time, my neighbors to my, my next door neighbors to my right, um, they're very quiet, pe- white people. Um, we love them. Um, <laughs> Why did you say Why that? Why did you have to say that? You didn't have to say uh, that. This, you know. this podcast is sponsored by white people, so yeah. I, I don't no. what I say. I no, like don't be, white people. Don't come We, we love everybody here. But basically, I we don't really see them that often because they're always in their house. I was doing the Christmas lights outside, and the neighbor, the father of the household, came out. And I waved at him. I was like, hey, how are you doing? And he looked at me, and then he looked away. And he walked back into his house. I was like, damn. What? But I think it's because they're racist. Do you really think that's the reason? Probably. Or, uh... <laughs> I don't know. They just I, I felt oh. some type of way about that. Because what's the harm in waving back to somebody? Yeah, it takes one second out of your life to just be nice to someone yeah. and say hello. It's not hard. But one thing I think we need to get better at is asking better questions. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever you talk to somebody, there's so many questions you can ask. But the question that people often ask me, how is school? How are you doing? You know, how are classes? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much you can ask me that doesn't have to do with school or anything like that. Like, ask me... and feel entitled to... Well, yeah, I think it's it depends on how well you know someone. How do you ask someone a question that is deep and mm-hmm. you don't know anything about them? What if you're overstepping boundaries? What if they don't want to talk about something? Um, what if, like, the question isn't... I don't know. You... You can't really ask those questions when you don't know someone. You right. have to ask surface level things and then things come out in conversation and then you can further guide your conversation. Okay. The f- can I say something? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. The thing about what you just said is that I 100% agree with you, but also it's it's a weird thing where I think I was talking with you on the phone. I said, I agree with you, but I'm also, I am I also want to have this belief. So there's an yeah, idea situation. That's, in that's an ideal world. Um, people can ask very deep, deep questions, and I, I used to be an advocate of this thing. Like I think my sophomore year, my freshman year. Again, like, it's I keep talking about freshman sophomore year because that then I was like mm-hmm. Nigeria, Nigeria, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you have to learn, you have to take away some yeah. things, and I hate that. And I'm trying to bring back elements of myself. Yeah. But one thing I definitely was stuck on was what was going on. You know, how is what's what's how's life treating you? What are you thinking? What are you struggling with? What's your fear? What are you? Yeah, see, about? those you know, questions are better than how school. But the thing is, some people and people. Do you know what's funny? People love those questions. No, people you, do. People love them, but, but the, a person who, for some reason, every t- I, I don't remember how you know Ami, our vice president. When we talk, yes, it is. If, even if I run into her at the FS or something, and she's just going by, it's always a deep, deep conversation because I think we set the expectation that that's mm, always going to happen. Yeah. We don't want to do that. So every time, even yesterday, she saw me. She was like, "How are you doing?" The long version, and I I spilled. For like ten minutes, and yeah. then she spilled this one. It was, it was better than any uh, school is going with my test exam. My okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like what? Okay, is not what's bothering you. Life, <laughs> stress, med school, yeah. parents, anxiety, friendships. True, but I think some when you first meet a person, it's hard to do that Facts. because you don't you really don't know, know anything, anything about, about them. them. And like you said, okay, you meet someone and you say like what's going on with you, the long version, and they tell you you might not be prepared for what they tell oh, you. That's the thing. I'm prepared for whatever. That's I, good. I know that not everyone is. Like, I'm yeah, prepared for true. anyone, not everyone to, anyone is, to throw anything on me. Because it's, it's a thing of, it's a matter of emotional intelligence. Where, like, our generation is so emotionally handicapped that we can't handle situations. It's like, I was not ready. I mean, you're never ready. Think about it. Are you ever ready for the next second of your life? No. No, no you, you really can't, you like, can't be, be ready. You never know what's coming. And so I feel like the same, the same thing with emotions. Yes, things can be heavy. Things can yeah. be difficult. 
But does that mean that they should be unattended to or avoided forever? No, no, I don't no. Think so, but sure. I think also some people don't take those questions well when you ask them. True. Because I've done some mentoring and where I have to get to know students, mm-hmm. and every interaction is different. Even if I ask the same questions, every interaction is different. Some people will give you really short responses, and you can tell they don't want to talk about something. Yeah. But some people will go Elaborate. on and tell you their life story, and that's great. But you can't come at every. I don't know. It's hard to come at everyone with the same question and expect like a great conversation. Facts. Mm-hmm. It's fifty-fifty every time yeah. you bring different things to conversations. I yeah. think some people are more ready to spill than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to spill. <laughs> and the other thing is um, that we also need to take account of is, and I have been guilty of this, and I feel bad, mm-hmm. but hopefully I can figure out a bit like a happier medium where you let someone open up to you, or you you show someone you you can be there for them. But then you leave them with expectation by no intention of yours that you're always going to be there. And so I've I've heard people and I've seen a lot of people tweet about, oh, wow, look at me pour 10 paragraphs of my life out there. And it's not reciprocated. You know, that's that's a terrible feeling. I'm scared of that. So that's why they're very adventurous of like the personal information. Which is a right that everybody should have. It's really being vulnerable, expressing yourself and then someone disregarding it. Is a terrible feeling, and that can close you off to a lot of future interactions. Because mm-hmm. you, you think feel that... like, oh, I wasn't heard in this situation, so no one else is going to hear me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a terrible feeling. I think in mentoring a lot, I really try to be that person that they, they can, can talk, talk to. to. I'm going to give them the space to express themselves because I know as a freshman, I was lost, and I had a mentor who's really helpful in like helping me find direction. So I wanted to be that for other people because I know there are people who come to the school, don't know anyone. And there's 50,000 people here. Mm-hmm. And that can be scary for some people. And for other people, it can be a great opportunity for sure. to meet a bunch of people. And that's why I don't like communication where there's no visualization to it. Usually, whenever I'm calling my friends, I don't like calling. I prefer <clears throat> FaceTime because I want to see your face. It's one thing to hear your voice, but I also want to see you, see you're doing okay, have a conversation with you, see how you're doing. And I don't know, that's just my personal form of communication that I prefer FaceTime. So interesting. I actually Some people hate, hate FaceTime. Really? But I people, love people's voices. You know, really? I love hearing people talk. <laughs> Sometimes when you FaceTime me unexpectedly, I don't like it. Really? I think- <laughs> why did you Why did you tell me this? Communication. Communication no, is key. Like, sometimes no, I'm like, oh, is this key. is nice. Yes. This is nice. Whatever. He's FaceTiming me. But other times I'm like, okay, I don't want... Sometimes you don't want someone to see your face. Sometimes you're doing I don't, whatever. I'm not going to judge you. I look busted sometimes. I don't sometimes. think you're going to. But no, she's I judging herself. I don't think you're going to judge me. I'm not, I'm, what am I doing? Taking screenshots? Oh, she's ugly. No, no, no. no. <laughs> As I said, I don't think you will oh, okay. judge me. It's yeah. how I feel how about myself. About oh. So I think a lot of times some people are surprised when you FaceTime them. Is but... it off-putting? Like, I think it's the ringtone. Apple needs to change yeah, the FaceTime. It's, it's scary. It's scary. What does it sound it's like? It's like a stalker. Like FaceTime like... me. I want to hear what that thing sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah face, somebody what FaceTime me. I really need to hear is what it sounds like. your phone on Do Not Disturb? No, it's open now. Oh, wow. So FaceTime me and it, it should appear. Or we should hear it. It's scary. If y'all, I'm, is it scary? I'm going to put it to the microphone so people can hear. Oh, my phone isn't making any noise. <laughs> <laughs> but even the one, even if you're, if you're the person calling, yeah, I don't like FaceTime. I like, and, and maybe it's just because I feel like people's voices are more interesting than their faces. Any visual thing, that really. They can do. And I, so, do you like I'm ASMR? Do I'm about to say something that's so. It's I'm going to go off at a tangent. Have you noticed how Uber drivers who are African, their cell, their cameras are always like their pictures are always like this, <laughs> like they're oh, taking they from below. Why do they, they do that? Not take pictures. I feel like I feel like it's a shite, weird thing where they're less narcissistic. That 
especially that generation, they're mm. less narcissistic than us because us we want to find the perfect lighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect then, them it's just a formality. My so my like, dad selfies, all my dad selfies. <laughs> and it's a weird, weird smile. And he looks that's so cute doing mom, it, you know. My mom takes pictures like from the bottom mm-hmm. angle. I'm like, mom, that's not your good yeah. angle. Because this stuff is, is this is narcissistic. If y'all can't, really if y'all can't see us, we're holding our phones like below our chins because mm-hmm. that's that the way they take, they take selfies. They take it from down mm-hmm. below, but that's not a flattering angle. That's why that's why I don't like selfies because like I mean I don't selfies FaceTime mm-hmm. because with FaceTime uh, I actually hate I feel the pressure to put you yes oh that's there. another thing the only time like facetime is when i'm on my laptop i can just set it yeah. there mm-hmm. and it's whatever but, but the, if i need to carry around my phone everywhere i'm going i mean I, but i typically facetime people when i'm cooking too so i'll set my phone down and then they can just look at my back as i'm like cooking you or whatever. might think that's good communication but maybe they hate it like, i don't know the way that she hates or she just, i don't hate it no, all the time but she, sometimes, sometimes it's not the it's not, not the, the best time, time. right like when i facetime my mom friends here okay with the fact that i facetime <laughs> Maybe, I, I, I will actually so yeah i facetime my mom mm-hmm. and no she'll facetime me well, she's and to you by the way uh sometimes okay uh my dad actually doesn't speak as much my dad it's doesn't funny. either to us but i understand all of it but like because when we were in nigeria he was saying oh she doesn't understand that well i was like i do understand but i was like you speak english to me all the time and we had this girl living with us and she's like yeah your dad like never speaks Igbo unless he's talking to a nigerian person not even oh. to nigerian person i guess to his siblings is I don't know. He doesn't speak Igbo that often. What's your dad's profession? He's in nursing. How old is he? 59 is mm-hmm. what it says. My mom said he lied. <laughs> we all have that. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't report us. Yeah, whatever. You know, my mom like, has friends who are having their 55th birthday. And she's like, they're older than me. Like they're how right. much? Like two years or like five years? I don't know. Because there's a difference. They, whatever they feel is comfortable. Oh, I was saying whenever my mom FaceTimes me. Initially, she'll be doing it from down below, but then she'll put it on the table. I'm like, why are you FaceTiming Might me well. to, for me to be looking at the ceiling? Just exactly. call me. Exactly. My mom, they used to, they had Androids. Now they had, now they have iPhones. Mm-hmm. So when they got iPhones, I was scared because now they're <laughs> going to be able to FaceTime me wherever and see where I'm going. So if anybody that knows me, my parents are pretty strict. They want to know what we're doing, where we're going, and everything. So before, my parents used to like FaceTime me out of the blue to see if I'm in class, to see if I'm in school. I'm like, How would they do that? I know. In class, are you supposed to answer in class and I don't show know. them the classroom? I don't know, but I hated it. But no, my parents don't do that. You know a lost form of communication that I think needs to make a comeback in 2019 or in 2020? Touch. Writing. Touch? Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. He's on a different wavelength. Mine is writing letters. My friend uh, the other day, a couple months ago, said, hey, Justin, is it okay if I send you a letter? And I was like, are you joking? <laughs> and he wasn't joking. So he took offense, I took offense to that a little bit, and he didn't write me a letter, and he wrote my other friend's letters. What? I mean... You have to yourself. Sometimes the way you say things, you're like, what? Like you, you, who you, says that? Who writes letters? This is 1940. Maybe sentimental, and he, he likes it's a good for us, I would have taken it. To, I would have taken but it was it through text, though. It was He didn't ask me in person. See, another exactly. thing. Exactly. Why messages. would you say, are you joking? <laughs> Because I thought he was joking. I'm like, are you serious? Who is writing letters? I don't even know how to send a letter. What's funny? You don't know how to okay, send a letter. I do. I are do. you serious? You must not be serious. Seriously, are all f- can all be received four different, different ways. Yes. Yeah. That's why I hate texting. Texting is stupid. Honestly, I think it needs think to be writing, eradicated. Do you think a letter would read the same way that a text would? Yes. No, a letter is di- would read. Did he ask if it reads differently? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does read differently. It's more why? intimate. Like but if you're I, writing the same words. It's on paper versus a screen. It's more meaningful because it comes with the stamp. You open it up, you unseal it, then you start reading it. It may have sentimental value, but the words on the page, I think, are the same thing. 
I guess, but if somebody texts you, I love you, versus sending you a letter that says, I love you, I think it means more than just a text message. What but, do y'all think? Yeah, I think because no, you're taking the time to physically write it down, and send it. it may, I guess, has more sentimental value. But I don't know, I think you can still, you can still lose meaning in words on a paper. True. True. But yeah. the thing is, I, I when's the last time I've ever got, like, a letter? I don't know. Maybe. Are you asking your fans to send you a letter? Actually, yes. Please send us a listener letter. Please, mm-hmm. we love them. We love answering your questions, anything that's going on in your life, basically. Yeah, I actually sent my friend a letter a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, two yeah, years ago. years ago. No, like, two years ago. Yeah, that's and a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's not some lo- of us. No, it's still modern times, I'm saying. It's not, like, 10, 15 right. years ago. I actually sent my friend, like, a letter two years ago. I was just feeling... I think it does have sentimental value. It yeah. has a lot You're of meaning You're thinking about it. them. I'm thinking about it. I'm putting this down on paper. Um, I'm spending like, money. I guess. It's not the... Oh. <laughs> How expensive? Uh, it's, expensive. What, a dollar? It's, no, it's not. 50, it's like 50 cents. Okay. Yeah. Because I had to buy stamps for my invitations. It was more than I thought. I think it's 55 cents for one stamp. Damn. But, but yeah, I'm, I guess my task for all the listeners, send your friends a letter. It's going to be really unexpected and it's going to be meaningful. There's so many different forms of communication. So try sending somebody a letter and see how they take that. Because I think that a letter writing is a lost mm-hmm. art. It was our parents' generation. Our generation is all digital. Switch it up. Try sending a letter and mm-hmm. see how they receive it. Who that. are you going to send a letter to? Anybody. I can send it to anybody. Um. Yeah. I haven't thought about it yet, but I'll, I'll definitely be you doing that. You should send that. your parents a letter. I feel like they would appreciate that. I think they would, actually. They would. Okay. But yeah, that I think that's... Is that good for this? Have we covered everything for this episode, basically? Yeah, I think we just need to be better communicators and Do better. be clear. I think, I think people say communication is key, but I like to say understanding is key. Because, yeah. um... Woo! Woo! Text messages. Sex or text? Text okay. messages. <laughs> no, not sex. I feel like sex, sex message, sexting is actually better communication than texting. What I think I, you're more... People are more, like, More direct. They say mm. exactly what you're trying to yeah. say. Exactly. You're texting someone, it's, it can be misunderstood. And I found that timing... The, the loading bubble is also very dramatic. Like the, <laughs> It is! Like all of that stuff. And you don't know what someone is going to say next. And if someone takes too much time... like or if they're typing and then the bubble goes the away. Bubble it's goes like, away. oh, were like, they going to thinking? say something? Another one that can happen is you text someone something really um, emotionally charged and then they don't get and, that response and then they start back. the bubble but then they have they get busy and then they don't respond to like later mm-hmm. so it feels like they've had a lot of time to think about it yeah. and I'm speaking from all like all my different personal experiences and also like all of my friends experiences and the one thing that I do for my own peace of mind because you need peace of mind you need peace of mind and like self self assertitude like just mm-hmm. self like I got myself yeah. self awareness self awareness for you to be the best version of yourself, you can be with everyone. But if you're too busy trying to analyze, just like to me, if I see that someone hasn't responded to something or a bubble, I just say, you're busy. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself that. I can't, I just can't, yes. I can't even be bothered to imagine any other situation. Well, even if you're mm-hmm. scheming, yeah, you're busy. Yes, you that's, and that's what I do. Like, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Whether when I'm driving and somebody's trying to give me road rage or whatever, I say, maybe his wife is pregnant in the yeah. passenger seat and they're rushing to the hospital. Yeah. Maybe that's why he cut me off. Yeah. So that's, you. Well, I rationalize everything. Asshole, like, but yeah. ma- that way, too. I, it's not going to change how I'm going to, you know. Like, don't give things energy that don't require that much energy. Like, to me, it's not that big a deal. And maybe that's why I think I have a healthy heart because I don't take things the wrong way, basically. You're going to live longer. I am. Mm-hmm. I laugh a lot and I'm happy. You eat well? No. <laughs> not, not of recent, but usually I eat well. But you like, don't sleep well, so you're going to Oh, I don't sleep well. Do you even sleep? No. Because sometimes you'll send me something at four. I'm like, okay, maybe you went to bed late, but then you'll send me something at six. I'm like, when did you sleep and wake up? I start falling asleep at 1 a.m. and then I wake up like at 5.30. 
you should fix that, bro. I know. Look into it, for real. Yeah. It'll make you a better communicator. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you'll be less frazzle-brained. Or yeah, whatever. you're right. Scatterbrained. Yeah. yeah. Another thing with communication is um, there's so many layers. Like, there's so many, so many. There's, like, multiple layers. Like, I wish we could spend, like, a whole... Like, I feel like communication is kind of, kind of thing. You need, like, an entire week of a seminar to, to talk about talk. it. Mm-hmm. Because you need to understand text messages, DMs. Um, yes. DM- talk about DMs, okay, please. We haven't got to DMs. that yet. Yeah. You, you text someone something on Instagram. But the same thing that you could have texted, if you texted them that and, and like to your personal number, read differently. Mm. You know, you've, uh, you know, you know, yeah. Let's you know, let's let's do it. Right? Let's unpack. <laughs> let's do let's it. Let's unpack. You you message some you 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 message someone on social media, and then they message you back, and the response is actually like you give you you give them something to work with. Then I've received messages from people. It doesn't it it's not, it doesn't matter context. And the funny thing when I say DMs, I know we're talking about like sliding. No, I'm not talking no. about sliding. Literally, just like any message. Um, but it happens mostly with what could be perceived as potential friendship or sliding, regardless of gender or anything. Mm-hmm. And then you give the person something to work with. You mm-hmm. give them an actual response, and then it becomes one worded. Oh, that happens sometimes. Someone message and you start a message stream with someone, and then. It's like a whole paragraph mm-hmm. and you give a paragraph back and then it's one word and it's one word and it's another thing, right? There's all these games people play. There's all these expectations people have. There's all these notions people have about what someone is trying to do on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I just wish we could do away with it. Yeah. And, and to me personally, and I know it's so unfair to people who cannot hold conversations in person, but I say to hell with that. Like moving forward, I need to, one of the things I personally am going to do for myself is try to understand how far I'm going to go in terms of messaging, talking to people on via phone now. Okay. I think I'm going to I, I'm going to start forcing people who want to talk to me to talk to me over the phone. Okay, like, to give me a phone call. Okay, because this because the, the texting thing it's too much. Like I don't like writing essays in general. So why am I going to write a text essay? I'd rather call you and voice it out versus having to write everything. I will miss using gifs. Messaging gifs. Using You'll gifs. Miss. You'll miss using I'll, oh, okay. I'll miss that. Because okay. gifs, you can't do gifs with your voice. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like I'd better communicate with like talking in person because bro like I, I could go bro like i could pull up the receipts man like so many times and and some, and you know this, the funny thing is there's this idea of leaving people on red mm-hmm. we talked that, about this that i've i've heard about yeah and i'm like I, maybe 14 year old me would do that but like why are you leaving people on like why are you doing leaving people like why is that a thing leave him or leave her on red i don't know as a, as a tactic or as a weapon mm-hmm. yeah now as, as a defense mechanism I understand, really but as a way of manipulating i'm like so so you so you've gone off right are you happy with yourself are you satisfied do you love yourself? are you happy you're, you're happy she now. don't love herself oh you're happy now oh, you did you did what you did it you went off like wow you left me on red yeah, now wow. now oh, i'm offended one. now i'm sad oh, you, you like, really got I, me no, it's like no my you know the messages are popping like if, if you're out there out there listeners if you're out there like leaving people on red or doing like this weird dance with like talking to people just like i'd like to tell you something the, the degree to which you think they're thinking about you or thinking about the situation is actually low. And I, I know that it's contradictory given the fact that I'm bringing it up, but I just wanted to inform you and, and let and, you know. And let, just let you know that <laughs> it's not, it literally is not that, it's not working. Because <laughs> yeah, some people really think when they leave somebody, right, oh, I really got them. Yeah. I, I got him. Ooh. And it's like, wait, He's what? Mad. You, you look silly now. I'm confused. Mm. And I'm, I, and, and, but I'm not going to be bothered by it, you know? And yeah. it happens way too many times. And I just, I also feel like there's more stuff. There's another thing I want to talk about, actually. Um, let's talk about like relationship dating, talking, talking type mm. stuff. Do it, do it, do talking. it. Do you know that men and women communicate differently? People say, yeah. oh, yes, yes we do. Course. People are like, oh, yeah, we get yeah. it. But the degree to the difference 
is is like you know when Moses split the red. So team? how do you, okay? I'm actually I'm interested in this. How do you think guys communicate? Because I know that like yeah, break talking it down. to guys, I I know that we communicate we, differently. It's, it's different. But sometimes it's hard to grasp. Okay. What is actually going on in there? Spill, spill need, the tea. This is why. This is one of the things I tell friends of mine, women. I told them, like, you need a guy friend. See, that's why I oh told him. I was telling them. I was like, it's good There's to have friends of the opposite yes. sex. Yes, but that you're not attracted to at all, which is yeah. a relationship yeah, I think can you. work. Yeah. yeah. It can work because you need that because, like, Sometimes there's so many times. Sometimes my guy friends, I'm like, okay, wait, this person said this. Person this I don't understand. Yeah, because I'm thinking this you, one thing. Do you, when they tell you a question, like, are you surprised that you're wrong? Like, are you like, oh, I knew that? I think a lot of times I'm... I think guys like take things either less seriously or yeah. it's like whatever. Yes. But girls yes. ponder Ooh. and mm-hmm. think about things so much. What does this mean? What did he mean by this one word? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like you, we think so much about it. This when a emoji. guy is just like whatever, there's, he, he just sent it. There's no, that. yeah, there's no meaning behind it. Yeah. But with girls, we're like, wait, did he mean that or did he mean this? And all yeah. the, and funny thing is everything we're saying is a generalization as well. Still, yeah, there, that's there are true. specific outliers, but like for the most part, like I, I was in one situation where someone asked me, um, "What do you think this person is saying?" Or would it be petty if I did if I said this? Mm-hmm. Yes, very petty. Then what do I say? I was like, "Why don't you just say how you feel?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and the person's like, "Yeah, wow, I, I didn't think about that." Wow. But it's this thing where it's like <laughs> it, your last resort is saying how you feel. Mm. You know when you know when you end up saying how you feel when you're mad. Yeah, exactly. When you're mad, why can't you say when you're calmer? Mm. Why can't why can't you just be? But I understand because like it's so tragic. Like it's communication. It's so weird. People are people are acting. People are funny. People are dealing with things, and sometimes they mm. bring that into the situations mm. where they're talking to people or, or trying to date or trying to just go out or just trying to be casual. Like everything is just so like to me the best thing is just like even like admittance of areas you're struggling with in terms of communication it's like hey look i have a tendency to blah 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 blah, blah. it actually goes a long way but like one of the things i'll leave people with is like you should watch like watch every video you can about from a lady called renee brown or brene brown okay she talks about courage and um vulnerability mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what's the, i feel like that's what's making communication, uh, communication so hard really these tough. days it's not that it's not because we the, the pe- think about the guy who and i'm not trying to it's not a slight on zuckerberg but think about the guy who made facebook like I'm not I'm I'm not making generalization here about people who work with computers, but if you watch the if you watch social network and you do your research about this is he's not the most he wasn't the most no he was socially person. awkward. Yeah. Think about um what's his name uh this guy who made Apple Steve Jobs Steve Jobs sorry Steve Jobs when you watch the documentary that Alex Gibney made Steve Jobs was not the be- the best communicator he was yeah, a great not at all. but you don't need to be to understand how other people communicate mm-hmm. exactly and and be able to use that to manipulate and to be, be able to use that to empower as well. Mm-hmm. He put all of his humanity on his phone, on the things he created. Yeah. But again, think about like creatives, the way creatives are inside affects what they create. And I feel like it is this emotional handicappedness of Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, and all these tech people. <laughs> that led them. That puts the limitations on the social, on, on the, on the apps that we use. And so we have to do like a whole lot of work. Yeah, we do. We do. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's yeah, like ahead. another reason why things like all these social media apps are adding like this video um, component to it. Instagram has it, Facebook has it, your regular phone has it, and there's a bunch of apps because that type of communication is so much more valuable. I know there's like one certain person I can think of that I hate texting this person because they're a horrible texter. Not that they take a long time to respond, but the way they text it it's just annoying. it doesn't it has no meaning to it to me. And it's just very surface level. But talking to this person in person, we have the best conversations. It's great. But I'm like, I'm not going to text this person because it's not going to be a good conversation. 
I just don't want to do it. So I'd rather talk to that person. So isn't is this isn't this an example of why it's better to talk in person versus text? Well, I think for some sometimes it's more convenient if I'm in class and I need to communicate something to someone else. It's easy to just send a text message. If mm-hmm. I know my parents are working, I just send them a text message. Um, because people are in different time schedules, True. people are doing different things. So time sometimes it it's just easier and it's effective sometimes because who knows what someone's doing? I can't call someone in the middle of a meeting, you know? Yeah, and I, I love what. UK brought up about like different forms of social media and how those convey different forms of communication. Snapchat to me is very informal. I think that mm. Snapchat is for children. So whenever I read, <laughs> I know that if I receive a, I Snapchat, don't even have a Snapchat, yeah, I'm about to delete mine because I don't even use it. But the thing is, it's for me, it's not a serious thing. If somebody sends me a message on Snapchat, I know it's not going to be about anything relevant or anything serious. Like, hey, did you do that assignment? Exactly. <laughs> if somebody texts me, it's more serious. If somebody gives me an Instagram DM, it's more serious than me receiving a Snapchat message. Like nobody that wants to get into contact with me is going to send, oh, yeah, Justin, he'll respond to Snapchat. Because I'll, I'll look at it, but it's not, I don't think anything serious is going to come out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think we just need, we need to, we all need to be more aware of how people are like, working communication, especially in relationships, like, hey, it's working <laughs> communication, what's your love language? And I'm like, bro, like, I feel like it's a more valuable, you get a bigger, like, better bang out of your buck if you spend time figuring out how you're miscommunicating. Mm. At least for starters, like how, like before you say something, just think about like how how could this go wrong, like especially yeah. over text. Yeah. And then. So you're saying basically, before you send anything, you better proofread no, that shit. No, yeah. not not necessarily. As okay. Much as I'm saying, be like, hey. Just uh, be aware of what you're actually. saying. I'm not sure how this. I'm trying to. Here's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. Did you get that? Do you want to get on the phone? That yeah. like always, is, always. Text is hard, but even in real life, people can misinterpret what yeah. people say. So imagine, yeah. Oh, imagine when you can't even see the person. Yeah, imagine if you mm. can't see them, you can't hear their tone of voice because you can say you can't things in real life, tone from and text. they can. But yeah, in real life, you sometimes can't even understand what someone is saying. You may take it the wrong way. They may have an idea of how they're conveying the message, but it's being understood in a different way. Especially if you guys are fighting. Yes, I say never fights over text. Always never. Please don't. Don't. Because even in real life, when people fight, they say things either they don't mean or they're too harsh about things. They use things as really fighting words. Mm -hmm. They use things your weaknesses to get at you. Yeah, Yeah, I don't fight like ever. So if somebody wants to fight me, you're messing with the wrong person because I'll probably read your text noted and ignore it. Like I'm not going to be texting you back and forth. You did this. You did. I I don't have, I really don't have the energy for all of that. impression of someone texting angry. If you guys, (laughs) you guys, for you guys listening, he literally looks like Jim Carrey, the Jim Carrey gif um, on the phone. I don't have time or energy for that. So I'll read your message. Okay, you're mad. I'll let you, I'll give you some time to think about it and then you'll probably text me back. Okay, I'm sorry mm, thought so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's me but is there anything else y'all wanted to bring up hey what was the name of that documentary that you wanted people to watch it is an Netflix special like the speech by this lady her name is Brene brown um it talks about courage and vulnerability and i feel like that's something we need to arm ourselves with the ability to be vulnerable i think that will make communication better and if we have a, a more vulnerable generation i think we will make better films better art better photography better we just have better communication in general um and then watch every video of her that is on the internet because mm. <laughs> yeah i found the name of it it's called the call to courage Ooh, the call to Brown. courage okay so the call to courage i'm gonna put a not a link but the you just put the title yeah the title of it in the description so y'all can uh, have access to that i feel terrible why because i realized that i didn't give uk a a proper introduction 
Oh. Like, the listeners don't know who you are. It doesn't matter. Okay. I guess the less they know, the better. <laughs> but I guess we... Next week, I could change. It could be someone else. That's true. That's well, my true. Instagram is... <laughs> I'm no, we'll, we'll plug you at the end. But um, I guess that's our message for this week. Communicate better, basically. So we have a letter from somebody. This We only have one. So a letter this week, we always give the person an Igbo name. So what name should we do this week? Nkechi. Okay, Nkechi. Nkechi says... How do you deal with conflicting values in a relationship, whether it be a romantic partner or a friend? My current boyfriend of one year is pro-life and holds some other conservative values that I'm very against. While I'm not afraid to voice my opinion to him and challenge what he thinks, I worry about the progression of our relationship since I'm agnostic and atheist or slash atheist. He has expressed a desire to raise his children Catholic. I'm not against religion or a belief in God, but I just worry that this will cause controversy. Many of his conservative beliefs are tied to his religion, although he isn't right-wing in every aspect. I know it's a little premature to be thinking about marriage when you enter the relationship, but it's something I've been pondering. I was wondering what y'all's opinion is on relationships between people with different political beliefs. I think that that is something you really do need to think about because, okay, this is extreme, but say you get pregnant and you don't want to be pregnant and you want an abortion and you said he's pro-life. What if that becomes an issue? Think about raising your children. You say you don't have an issue with religion, but there's going to be, I think there will inherently be conflict if you are have one religious belief and your husband and potentially your kids have another. Yeah. They There's going to be questions of why doesn't mommy go to church with us or why does this, why is that? And my thing is that in every relationship, before you even get to somebody, there's certain things that you need to know about the other person, which we call deal breakers, before you <laughs> yeah. even get together. So if those people don't pass your personal test, being with them is not going to be healthy and it's not going to go far in the long run. Mm-hmm. So I think before y'all had even got together, it would have been great for y'all to assess. I think that's hard. Because I don't know, you don't know how fast they got together, but I think for future terms, you really do need to think about that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Plain and simple, maybe you should be worried. But I don't know, people with different political beliefs, I don't know, I know that there's been times that there are together, but I don't know how yeah. healthy those relationships are. Because politics is one aspect of a relationship, but it's also a really big aspect because there's core values and beliefs yeah. that really affect your relationship and especially it gets complicated when you have kids yeah it's like what beliefs are you going to instill in your children how are you going to raise them to think about the world i think that's a really important thing to consider Mm -hmm. because i don't know you can't expect people to change you can't expect five ten years down the line that you guys are gonna come to some kind of compromise because stuff Um, like that you really can't compromise on yeah so i will say that (laughs) relationships with people with opposite beliefs that's one thing to be friends with someone and another thing to be married and have a family with yeah. someone. So you have to think, would you be happy compromising your children's religion? Um, even though you don't believe in your husband's religion, would you be happy or okay with your husband raising your children a certain way that you don't believe in? So it's a give and take. So you just have to be comfortable with whatever decision you make. But personally, for me, I would not want to be with somebody that has different values than i do such starkly yeah i don't know how we would even get along in the first place to be honest because most things are fine until it's a matter of life and death which is the case (laughs) here life and uh, death so life (laughs) i would i would say it's the fact that you're talking about it alone shows that it's something that you're worried about so it's not even like a question of should i be worried yeah you should be you are already worried (laughs) and they've been together for a year Um, yeah i don't know you're gonna you're gonna have to talk to the person that's why you can ask 
three of us, but nothing is going to be better with that than sitting down yeah. with this person and having a back and forth where you start with the ba- the basis of this conversation and and this is something I forgot we, we forgot to talk about in communication, but I'll, we'll, I'll come to it. But you have to start the conversation with "I love you," "I want to be with you." We have this issue though. I don't know how we're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? And and why I think it's important to start establish that you know I love you, I care about you, and I want to be with you type stuff is so so the person knows. This is yeah, not like a not severing of, kind of thing. Yeah, it's not as out of resentment. As, it's mm-hmm. out of love that you want to yeah. have a genuine conversation. And, and you want to continue the relationship. And you're you thinking about work. the future. Yeah. You're thinking about marriage. You're thinking about kids. So really, you are invested. But there is this big problem that mm-hmm. you're going to have to tackle. And the thing, the, the, thing, the reason I brought up the, the need to establish that is that when it comes to fights, like um, I've, I've had my fair fights in different kinds of situations. And I think the biggest takeaway that I've, I have had is what I, the emotional work I do for myself. The emotional work I do for both of us, and but I don't do emotional work for the for the person. Mm. Um, so the, the, when 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 I'm fighting with someone or having this agreement with someone, if I if it's especially depending on how serious it is, um, I I mentally imagine we are in, on water and there's a raft. That person is on one raft. I'm on one raft, but there's a third raft. The third raft is bigger, and that's the raft that we're usually on. But we just took steps off of that one to just have a conversation about different beliefs. And so the water is kind of put, trying to pull yeah. us apart. But what I tell the person is, hey, look, watch me. I'm about to step on that raft. That's what I'm going to argue with you from, not from my own raft. Where you're together yeah, rather I'm than separate and divided. So I'm trying to bring you onto this, yeah. and then we're going to have that conversation from that perspective of us being together, of me being on our side. I'm not on your wow. side because yeah. you're wrong, and I'm wrong. Yeah. And there's one, I think and that's where a lot right. of arguments go wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think arguing is inherently bad. It's not a bad thing. But it's when you put something in between yeah. people. When you focus so much on the differences and the divide on, between yeah. people, on winning. winning, yeah, on argument. winning, I'm right, you're wrong, winning. yeah. It's, like, it's not, it's not true. It doesn't, doesn't work that you way. You have to be willing to compromise in everything. And for her situation, I don't think that politics is something you I can compromise think, on. Yeah, you said you always have to be willing to compromise. I don't think that you, you do. You yeah. really don't in have to. There's certain things you don't have to compromise. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your happiness, your health, how you want to raise your family, I don't think you should or have to compromise that. Yeah. I wish the best for you and the person that you're with. Um, I evaluate what your priorities are, what you want in your life. Have a conversation with him. If he's not willing to budge or understand where you're coming from, since y'all have been together for a year, it's not like you're married or anything. This is a girl. This is a girl. Okay. Because I said in case you're not knowing what the gender was. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a girl. But since you don't, like, you've been together for a year and you're not married, you're not tied to this person. So it's never too late to find somebody yeah, else. I so. think it's better now than mm, later yeah. when you're more invested. Exactly. But, yeah, we hope we answered your question. Thank you for mm-hmm. sending that letter in. And if y'all would like a letter read on air, you can always send us an email at polaropposites.pod at gmail.com. Or you can send us a DM on Instagram at polaroppositespod. As always, we love hearing from you guys, yeah. and we're so grateful that you guys continue to listen to our podcast and support us through this journey. Yeah. Okay, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah, yeah. Um, my Instagram is at Ukiro Ukiro. My Twitter is at Ukiro Ukiro, and I'm on Facebook as Ukiro by Ukiro. I'll spell Ukiro for you. <laughs> U-K-A-I-R-O. Once you spell it right the, right the first time, you don't have to spell it right the second time, because you can't spell it the second right. time, because it's the first time exactly. <laughs> Ukiro, Ukiro, at, that's it, at, is it at or after, before, yeah. at Ukiro, Ukiro, my Venmo is also <laughs> Ukiro, hyphen Ukiro, uh, collecting graduation money, so just like send it my way. All right, we'll put all of that in the description, so if y'all can't spell, <laughs> we got Venmo you. Out. No, I'm putting the Venmo in, that's hilarious, I'm putting the Venmo in. 
And I'll put my Venmo too. In Honestly, case. my Venmo too. Yeah, I'll put all of ours so we can get We're some coins. We're all graduating. Send us some money. Yeah, we poor. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I enjoyed doing this episode. And if you have suggestions for future topics, you can email us. And yeah, we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Yeah, thank you. Catch us next week.